listening to Green Biz Radio, the voice of GreenBiz.com, bringing you news and analysis on business, the environment, and the bottom line. The past year has been a whirlwind, or perhaps more of a hurricane, for the business world. Between the Great Recession, increased realization about how rapidly climate change is happening, and the expansion of political and economic influence to new nations, it all adds up to a reset world. The upcoming Business for Social Responsibility conference aims to explore how this reset world has changed and show how companies can adapt and even thrive to the new business and ecological environments. To get a sneak preview of the BSR conference and talk about the state of responsible business in general, I spoke with Aaron Kramer, the president and CEO of BSR. Aaron, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today. I want to talk mostly about the upcoming BSR conference, and the theme of this year's conference is Reset Economy, Reset World. Tell us a little bit about what that means. Well, the world has been through a roller coaster over the last year, and in some ways going back a couple of years. So we've seen uh, a trio of things happen that have immense impact on businesses everywhere. One, of course, is, uh, is the recession, and uh, the steep fall, we seem to be seeing a bit of return, but we've been through uh, a very, very difficult economic time. That's number one. Uh, number two is lots of evidence that uh, natural resource constraints are becoming more pressing. There's evidence of uh, faster-than-expected climate change taking place. Last year, we saw amazing pressure on commodity prices, all of these things suggest that the natural resource limits to business as usual are under more pressure. And the third is the world is changing very, very fast. You know, this year we've seen a transition from the G8 to the G20, and that's just one symbol of how political and economic influence is shifting uh, to be held in a much wider set of hands. So all three of these things... Um, and, by the way, adding to it the fact that trust in business has declined very rapidly. All of these things suggest a very, very different frame uh, for the world and for our economy. Our conference is designed to put that front and center and to ask uh, all the thousand or so participants at our event to think about how they can change business strategies and sustainability strategies that will meet the challenge of this reset world. And it's great that you brought up the the issue of trust, because I wanted to ask about that as well. That That's obviously another big theme is regaining the public's trust in business, which is something that at times can seem like a pretty tall order. What's your take on what companies can do to rebuild those bridges or things you've seen companies already doing? Well, there are a number of things that companies can do to uh, regain public trust. Um, one, uh, one thing that I think will make a big difference, quite frankly, is if the economy begins to recover, the public is going to be more comfortable with what the private sector is doing. But uh, in addition, I, I think looking at ways uh, to show that businesses are interested not only in their own short-term profits, but also in building businesses and building an overall economy uh, that delivers on the biggest challenges we face globally. Um, you know, good, stable jobs, certainly, uh, but also addressing climate change, uh, also looking at labor conditions both domestically and, and in their supply chains, uh, looking at water crisis, looking at good, transparent governance, 
Uh, these are all the things that uh, lead the public to say that businesses actually have a broader set of concerns that affect me and my life and not only uh, delivering uh, what Wall Street wants to see. And by the way, this is not just an academic matter because uh, when businesses have strong public trust, it means that their employees have greater trust in them, their customers and consumers have greater trust in them, and regulators are also more inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt. So these are all things that have very practical impacts on uh, how businesses, individual businesses and business as a whole, uh, are positioned uh, to succeed. And so regaining trust uh, will really help businesses perform uh, more effectively. It's not just a question of moving polling data uh, up or down. And some of the examples that you, you mentioned, uh, I know BSR is, is very engaged with uh, especially water issues, there are supply chain issues. Can you give us an example of uh, a recent activity that, that companies, uh, that BSR members or BSR projects have worked on uh, that sort of serve as an example for, uh, for showing business concern beyond just profits? Well, um, we have uh, we are at, in any given year we're working uh, on 150, 200 projects with with our 250 member companies, and there are a couple that I think are particularly uh, interesting in, in this year in 2009. Um, one is that we worked with Sprint uh, and Samsung in the development of their Reclaim phone, which is uh, a, an actual handset, a, a mobile phone. Uh, that Sprint's put into the marketplace. Uh, it's a Samsung phone uh, that is a truly sustainable handset. And the issue of e-waste is uh, obviously one of considerable concern. Uh, a lot of people uh, believe that companies are just always trying to sell the next new thing regardless of uh, the impact uh, on the environment. But here's an example of a couple of companies who took a, a very common consumer device and tried to redesign it from the ground up to make sure that uh, it didn't just have a green coat of paint, but in fact uh, was based on sustainability principles from the beginning. And I think when you see more companies designing for sustainability along the lines of this phone that uh, we had the great opportunity to work on with Sprint and Samsung, then you get into an economy uh, that is much more like a closed-loop economy. And I think that's uh, the kind of thing that will, uh, will, will, will not only deliver great uh, results for the companies that are doing them, um, but also um, I think will, will begin to reshape the very core of the economy. Um, on another note, uh, we've been working with Walmart and a number of its suppliers in uh, China. Walmart has made some very big, audacious statements about its objectives on sustainability. And we've been working uh, right there on the ground with Walmart and a number of its suppliers, with staff person embedded in Walmart's headquarters in China, to help these big suppliers simply reduce their energy use. And uh, in very practical ways, uh, finding solutions so that uh, the, the workshop of the world, as China is known, will use a lot less energy. Now, this is relevant to trust for a very simple reason. We've seen the rise of a lot of claims by companies about uh, emissions reductions, water use, uh, you name it, and there are a lot of people who are skeptical about those views. 
or about those uh, about those statements. Here's a case where a company's made some big statements and is following it up uh, by working and working with BSR uh, to help realize uh, those objectives. And when companies are not only making but delivering on those kinds of uh, statements of intent, I think you'll see public trust begin to rebound. Absolutely, and I'm glad you brought up China. I know that is uh, is at least one element of uh, the agenda for the conference, and it's obviously a huge issue uh, in terms of it being the workplace uh, for the world, as you just mentioned. I'm curious, sort of, if you can give me a thumbnail sketch of the state of, of sustainability practices in China. Telling the tale of sustainability in China is Dickensian in the sense that it's almost always a tale of two cities. Um, on the one hand, uh, we're seeing an immense amount of innovation, and one of our plenary speakers at this year's conference is a gentleman named Zhang Yue, who runs the Broad Air Company, which is, uh, they are technological innovators creating an air conditioning unit that uses significantly less energy. Uh, than, uh, than, than traditional air conditioning units do. So this is a company that's finding a way in China and internationally to reduce reliance on dirty energy. And there are lots and lots of examples of that coming from China. Politically, uh, we saw, uh, we saw the Chinese leadership make a strong, uh, commitment, uh, at the UN last month to using more renewable energy. Those are all very positive signs. At the same time, China is a very big country. And it continues to invest in dirty power. Uh, there continue to be questions uh, about the working conditions uh, in uh, in the factories that export so many products around the world. So it's very much a work in progress. But I think there are lots of reasons to look at China and find examples of the kind of innovation that will be absolutely necessary if we're going to move to a low-carbon economy. One idea that keeps coming up uh, almost every time I talk with a, a business leader is is sort of the confluence between this increased awareness about environmental issues and concern about it in the business community, but then also the crashing economy. And so I'm wondering how you've seen your members uh, sustain their sustainability goals in the face of shrinking budgets or make the business case for new sustainability goals. Well, in some ways, the tale of the last year is one of great success in terms of companies maintaining and, in many cases, extending their commitment to sustainability. Uh, that might be counterintuitive, but, in fact, I think what it reflects is a recognition of what you know many of us in the sustainability world have been saying for a long time, uh, that actually, done right, corporate responsibility or sustainability is a key ingredient in business success. It, it helps companies anticipate broad social trends, environmental trends. It helps companies be more responsive to the dense network of constituencies uh, it, it means to reach. And in many cases, it can be a real driver of, of innovation. And so we have seen very, very few examples, uh, if any, of companies just walking away from uh, their activities related to sustainability. I think what has happened is a lot of companies have taken a cold, hard look and uh, maybe dropped some activities that uh, maybe they had engaged in traditionally but uh, didn't seem to be delivering so much value in today's uh, more constrained economic times. We've seen that uh, in some uh, activities around philanthropy. 
Uh, we've seen that in some uh, areas around stakeholder engagement, not companies doing less of it, but using different methodologies, taking advantage of technology or simply refining uh, the stakeholders that they're talking to to deliver more value. So uh, I actually take uh, away from uh, the difficult times of the last year an immense amount of optimism about the staying power of sustainability. I think that uh, in some ways uh, the recession has accelerated the process of maturing of the world of sustainability and we've got a stronger fit-for-purpose uh, approach that most companies are taking, and it's clearly here to stay. And finally, I've been looking over the agenda for the conference, which is coming up in just a couple of weeks, and there's just a lot going on over those three days. I'm wondering if you have any highlights that attendees should know about or if there are topics that might be of particular interest to people who are new to BSR or new to the world of green business in general. I think there, of course, are lots and lots of highlights, but let me focus on just a few. Um, one, let me start with the plenary discussions and just note that I find it really significant that we have uh, four CEOs speaking, and uh, one comes from Jordan, uh, IRMX, the first country in the Arab world to do a sustainability report. One comes from China, which I mentioned. One comes from Europe, uh, Alcatel-Lucent, a Dutch CEO of a French company. And one comes from the U.S. And this, I think, is reflective of a really important change that's happened over the last two or three years, which is the sustainability agenda is now truly global. It is no longer just made in Europe and America. It is truly global, and I think this is not only a good development, but an essential one. And we're delighted to be able to reflect that at the, at the plenary uh, podium in our conference. Um, there are some great thinkers at our conference. I would point to uh, Sylvia Earle, who is a renowned uh, expert on our oceans, which in many ways reflect some of the climate crisis most acutely. And uh, anyone who has ever heard her speak knows that she's incredibly inspiring. Um, I would also point to a dialogue that will take place uh, around the link between corporate governance and sustainability, which is a hugely important topic. Um, one of the reasons that trust has been shattered is there's a sense that boards of directors haven't been doing their job. We'll have one of our own board members, Roxanne Desick from Shell, uh, who is a public company director herself, works with Shell's CSR committee of its board, lots of great insights. And then the last thing I'd say is that we have really um, worked hard this year to reshape the format of the conference so that it is truly interactive. Uh, very few, if any, panel discussions. We've got extended workshops. We've got one-on-one -on -one dialogues. And uh, we hope that our conference uh, will uh, not only reflect great work that a thousand people there do all year long, uh, but be a really dynamic environment in which new ideas can be generated right there on the spot. So uh, I, there are lots of reasons to be excited going into it, and I know that the conference is going to produce some great unexpected surprises and opportunities coming out of it. Well, Aaron, the conference sounds great, and we will certainly be covering it uh, throughout the three-day event. It's happening the end of October, and you can uh, find out more at bsr.org. Many thanks, Matt. Great to talk with you. You've been listening to Green Biz Radio. For the latest daily news on business, the environment, and the bottom line, and to sign up for our free newsletters, visit greenbiz.com.